When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast about how to be happier. This week we'll talk about why you should throw a celebratory party and relatedly, we'll talk about the happiness stumbling block of being so worried about the future that you can't enjoy the moment. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, outer order, and human nature. I am not in New York City. We're in Toluca Lake uh, in Los Angeles. Um, and with me in real life is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yes, Gretch, we are together in the studio. We are at Sancola Sound together. You're seeing our executive producer, Chuck Reed's studio for the first yes. time. Yeah, and it's beautiful. It's got stone and wood floors and all kinds of cool music equipment and <laughs> microphones and things. I don't even know what they are. But it's very looks. I feel very official being here. <laughs> right, and Gretchen, I have to tell you that I know because I was I've been here the last few weeks that Chuck has done major clutter clearing oh. <laughs> in anticipation of your visit. <laughs> So he's he, he really was excited about you coming, and he he's cleaned it out. I fear I fear that people I'm like striking terror in the minds of the people as I move through the world. They're like, ah, I can't do it. So I've been having pre-traumatic stress, as I said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And we're going to hear from Chuck We're going to hear from Chuck. Um, So it's so great to be here together. And Elizabeth, we're going to be together 
also for our live events, the happier hour and evening with Gretchen and Elizabeth. These events are going to happen. Yes, we're going to New York, which is already sold out. um, But we're also going to Detroit, Minneapolis and Milwaukee in May. Yes, we cannot wait. So um, I'll post a link in the show notes to everything uh, related to those events. Or you can go to GretchenRubin.com slash events. We cannot wait to yes. be there in real life with listeners. I know. And we even have VIP tickets available. Ooh. Um, so, Gretchen, we were just mentioning we're going to be in the Midwest, and we wanted to mention all the flooding that has been going on in the Midwest. Yeah, we love Nebraska because we spent so much time in Nebraska growing up, and we were very sorry to hear about all the states that have been affected and you know, particularly our um, our beloved state of Nebraska. Yes. Love Nebraska. Love Nebraska. Um, and Alyssa, this week, our Try This at Home tip is inspired by your recent experience with The Fix premiere. Your TV show for ABC hit the airwaves. It's a huge milestone. Um, and so you figured out this Try This at Home. Yes, which is throw a celebratory party so we, the fix premiered, yeah. and the night of the premiere, we had a big party, and I will tell you all about it. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is Sarah and I really did not want to have a party. Ah. I mean, we're so stressed yes. about the premiere, and it just felt like to add a party onto that level of stress was just, like, unbearable. Right. Well, it was also kind of optional. It's like, you could just make this go away by simply not doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But one, Lori Zacks, our um, amazing executive producer, she's very—she's a party person. Yeah. So she was very much in favor of it. (laughs) Yeah. And then Chuck, he—his brother— has a space um, called Sugar Studios LA, which is at the top of the Wiltern in this amazing space that has um, a theater. It's actually a post-production house, but it's also this beautiful space. And Chuck was like, hey, you could have your party there because you heard us talking about it. And (laughs) once we had that, we're like, oh, well, how can we say no to this? Now we have an amazing location. Right. And um, we knew in our heart, like, we should have a party. Yeah. And so we sort of just gritted our teeth and did it. And I ha- and the studio and network came through and helped us out um, with the finances. Um, so basically, we did it. And I have to tell you, it was so much fun. It was like the greatest night. It was one of the best nights I've had in my whole career. Really? Yes. So the only bummer was Marsha was in New York and Robin and a few of the other actors were dealing with like major flu. Yeah. But a lot of people were there, writers, editors, actors, executives. Um, and it was just really a coming together of everybody to celebrate all this work we had done. And it was just an amazing night. Well, it's interesting for a lot of reasons, because one thing it's it's. I think this is why it's helpful to think about happiness, sort of to step back and think about the larger picture, because I think it's very easy as you're going through life. I certainly do this myself where you're sort of like, do I want to take this on? Oh, it feels like so much work. But when you step back and you're thinking overall in my life, what is going to make for the most Mm -hmm. happiness? Should I take a little hit now because I'm going to get a big bang later? I think that when you can put it in a context like that, it's sort of like choose the bigger life. Yeah. Here it's like, okay, have the party, don't have the party. 
if I said to you, choose the bigger life, you would instantly have said, well, the bigger life is having a party. Right. Um, and so I think it can be helpful to put it in that context instead of just sort of making every decision on the fly. Because a lot of times you're right. like, eh, it's just too much work. No, I kept praying somebody would call and say, <laughs> oh, by the way, you can't have a party. Yes. I mean, not, we wanted nothing more than to not have a party. Like, Maybe I'll get the flu, too. Yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking that. I go, if I get sick, I'm just not going to be able to go to this party. Um, yeah. But then once you're in doing, you know, once you're having a celebratory party, yeah. you are celebratory. Yeah. You know, everyone was hugging and cheering, you know, yeah. clinking glasses and um, having their pictures taken. And it was like, it really made it feel like it happened. Right. You know what I mean? Like we have whatever the future holds. Yes. We had our party um, and we had, had a rap party as well, which was great. Um, I didn't have to organize that. So it yeah. was a bit much less stressful. Um, and I have to say the Chuck and Mary did a lot of organizing, and Gijo, whose space it was. I did very little, but just psychically. Yes, psychically. I felt the pressure. Um, so we'd had a rap party, but there was just something about the premiere when yes. it was putting it out yes. in the world. It just really felt like we had marked the occasion. And it just made me want to have more celebratory parties for other things, like the last day of school yeah. and um, my own birthday. I haven't had a birthday. I I don't remember. I don't know if I've had a birthday party since I was like 18. I mean, I don't remember. No, not even for big milestone birthdays. You haven't had a birthday party. So I'm really like, I should just have birthday parties. Yeah. Like what for fun? Why not? Yeah. Well, and also, you know, one thing that clearly appeals to people is the idea of the Tada list. Mm. And this is like a Tada list type of activity where you're really marking that something has been accomplished, that you've come to the end of something. And that's satisfying because otherwise sometimes things just sort of drift off into anticlimax. Like you've worked with these other parents on the school book fair for months and then it happens and yeah. then it's just like it's this big event. And then it's just like it just it sort of just dribbles off into nothing. Right. But the party is kind of the the thing that can mark it and make you feel like we've come together. We've had our moment. We're having our ta-da. And that's just a satisfying way to kind of close something off. And Gretchen, it's also a really nice way to acknowledge other people. Yes. I mean, we were able to acknowledge people who had helped us so much yes. along the way of making season one. Um, and I think people appreciate that. Right. Well, you're recognizing their participation in whatever yes. it is that you're celebrating. And, you know, this is something that you say all the time, Melissa, that I totally agree with this. With, and I live by this. Believe me. Um, it doesn't have to be fancy. Like right. yours ended up actually being quite nice yes. in the end um, when all the pieces came together. But, I mean, even if everybody had been, like, in someone's basement eating pizza, yes. it would still have been fun. Yes. And people would have yes. been glad to be there yes. and to celebrate together. And so I think that sometimes we raise the bar yeah. and think, well, I can't do it because I it's like things aren't nice enough. Yes. But people just, they whatever it is, it is. And people yeah. are just happy to be included. Yes. Yeah, so have I'm going to start. I hope, having a lot more parties, Gretchen. <laughs> and I know I talk about yes, uh, entertaining all the time <laughs> and that I don't follow through, but um, 
I think you're edging closer and closer to it. I am. (laughs) I am. I really am. I swear. So let us know if you do try this at home and how throwing a celebratory party works for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com or go to happiercast.com slash 215 for everything related to this episode, including photos of the studio. Coming up, we have got a happiness hack from Chuck, but first this break. There are some stories about our father's life that I truly never get tired of hearing, from hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting. His retelling of the events always brings me joy. Just in time for Father's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all his stories for our family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your father or father figure's life for years to come. And, Gretch, you get a book of all these stories. And I love just keeping a book on the coffee table and anyone from any generation can see a story from dad, like what was his favorite toy or what was his first job. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Give all the fathers in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash happier. That's storyworth.com slash happier to save $10 on your first purchase. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. I now work with a team, and I am here to say that finding the right candidate and hiring the right candidate is one of the very biggest and most important challenges to anyone who has a small business. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And now it's time for a happiness hack. And so joining us is Chuck. Chuck, what is your happiness hack? Well, I heard this from my sister-in-law, Lauren, first. She said, always drink your best bottle of wine first. I like the sound of that. Yes. Don't put it off. Don't save it for a special occasion. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. So grab the best one next time you go for a bottle of wine. And while you're at it, use your nice glasses. Ah, yes. Use your china. Use the nice glasses. Yes. If you have some nice crystal or just your favorite glass, always use it. Well, this is hard for me. One of my 12 personal commandments is to spend out because I want to hold things back and save them. And it just makes no sense. I mean, especially with things like nice stationery. I mean, you yeah. might as well just, why use your bad stationery? Use yeah. your good stationery. Wear your nice t-shirt, not the old gross t-shirt. And save the best wine. It's like, 
life is short. You know, enjoy yes, what you have. Exactly. Yeah. The funny thing is when Chuck first said this to me, I'm like, oh, because then you're going to be drunk later and not appreciate the better oh, taste. Oh, and well, he was the, like, oh. Oh. It was oh. like, no, actually, it's more philosophical yes, than that. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But there is that. I've heard of people doing that at parties. Yeah. Like they yeah. swap it out later because people can't tell. So. Yeah. Right. Not first each night. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's a great hack because I think part of it is um, it is easy to – hold things like I remember being haunted by a story of a woman who said that when after her mother died and she was cleaning out her house, she found a set of fine china and she realized that her whole life her mother had had this china and there had never been an occasion fancy enough to get out the truly best china. And so then it's never used. So again, with the wine, it's like, enjoy it now. Yeah. And then have more great wine later. Mm. One caveat is uh, we barely have any of our crystal glasses from our wedding left. Oh, right. <laughs> so, yes, they do be break. Pre- yeah, be prepared. Yes. But, but the thing, so but you, might as well use yes. it. Yes. you might as well use it and enjoy it and risk breaking it than if it sits on a shelf and nobody ever uses it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, thanks, right. Chuck. That's a great You're hack. Welcome. And listen, now it's time for a happiness stumbling block. And this was also inspired by the premiere of The Fix. <laughs> yes. This is a, this was a big milestone in your life. You mm-hmm. know, it's like it, it kind of blocked out the sun yeah. for months. Yeah. Um, you had the Try This at Home, um, which was very happy. But you also faced a stumbling block. Yeah. So, Gretchen, the happiness stumbling block is um, failing to appreciate the moment because I'm so worried about the future, which is, in in this case, is the future of the fix. Okay. Can I just say, I think this is like human nature. This is like one of the biggest challenges for just about everyone. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like Sarah and I have this huge event in our career. I mean, getting a show on the air is the goal of being a TV writer. Yeah. And everyone kept coming up to us saying, are you so excited? Like moms (laughs) at school and other writers, people we'd see on the Disney lot. Are you excited? And we would just say, we couldn't even say yes. We couldn't even lie. We would just say, no, we're filled with dread, fear, and anxiety. (laughs) We're not excited at all. I mean, we just couldn't appreciate the moment. We were so, and that was is what was so great about the party. We finally, for whatever reason, we were able to cast off our yes. fear, anxiety, and dread for that one night. Right. Um, now, it's back full force mm-hmm. because, so now the show is airing, which is great, but of course, now we're in a period where we don't know if we're going to get a season two. Right. And so... Rather than being like, oh, my God, we have a show on the air. Yeah. Like, life is wonderful. This we, We're living the dream. Yeah. We're just like, what do you think about the numbers? How's our in- social engagement? Yeah. Well, you know, and I don't I'm in this stumbling block. It's not anything I've mastered. Well, you know, I think sometimes it's helpful to know in advance that even though others expect that you will feel happy or maybe you expect yourself to feel happy to know, like, this is something that is going to could raise lots of negative emotions. I remember when Jamie and I bought our first we've only bought one apartment together and sort of in my life and kind of the way I thought people felt about it. I thought that was like a big like a like a, a milestone of adulthood and that we yeah. would feel great. And we had this apartment that we wanted and it was like exciting. And somebody said, let me just explain to you what's going to happen. You're going to go into a room and you are going to feel so terrible. You are going to be filled with dread. You're going to feel like you're signing your life away. You're going to feel like you've made a terrible, terrible mistake. You're going to walk out of there and it's the worst. 
Because I was thinking we'd be like clicking our heels yes. on the sidewalk. Yes. And in fact, that's exactly how I felt. Right. And the fact that someone had warned me and said, uh. remember, this is how you're going to feel. Then when I experienced it, I was like, okay, this is a thing that people have. Right. And for you, part of it probably was that it was supposed to be this exciting moment. Yeah. And from and it is an exciting and moment. And it, it is. I it mean, is. and it is and living the dream. It. And yeah. it is wonderful. And yeah. I love the show. And I'm so proud of it. Yeah. And I'm so happy people get to see it. Yeah. But it's like, I can't just relax into it. Yeah. I have to... Uh, have my fists clenched, you know, and I, and I should enjoy it because, you know, this is the dream. This you is are it. living this the dream. This is it. Yeah, this is it. Um, well, you know, our father always know. gives us the same advice, which is to enjoy the process. Mm. And that's true because if you enjoy the process, then outcomes matter less because you're like, right. you can't control outcomes, but you can enjoy the process. And this is part of the process. And it, you do want to enjoy it. And yeah. you do want to remind yourself. It's a fun job. And I enjoy yes. it. <laughs> I mean, maybe I, I need to sort of reframe even the waiting, you know, to see how things all work out as part of the process. That yeah. That is exciting instead yeah. of dread-filled. Um, but I think that's one of the reasons people find, I think it is the suspense. I remember when I was back in in high school, a friend of mine said, or maybe I guess she was a friend from high school and grade school, when, and we were in college, and she said to me, I would be so much happier if I just knew that everything would turn out okay. And I'm mm. like, so would we all. Yes, yes. And it just doesn't work like that. Nobody, you just don't know how things are going to turn out. Yeah. Gretch, I will say it's helpful to distract myself with really good like material, like you recommended Russian Doll. Oh, yeah. And I watched the whole thing, and that was a great, like, over the weekend, that was a great sort of several-hour distraction. Right. So I'm trying to input good things, um, you know, and and use that as a distraction. So if you're going to say what's in your toolbox, one is gratitude to be like, this is mm -hmm. what I wanted, yeah. um, you know, and I want to appreciate this. One is to remind yourself to enjoy the process. This is part of the process. One is to distract yourself <laughs> with things. Um, another comforting thought that I sometimes use for myself, and I say it to other writers, too, is that a lot of times there's many ways for something to succeed. Mm, you know, we can get overly yes. focused on a particular outcome, but it's like there are many ways for something to succeed. Like with a book, it's like it could sell really well or it could really engage with a small audience, but people who really, really want it or need it or love it. Or it could get you a speaking gig or mm -hmm. it could lead to another opportunity. Um, so it's something that you've always wanted to do and you've reached that creative culmination. And so it's to remember there are many ways to succeed. Yeah, and I just have to say, it's already a victory. Whatever yes. happens, yes. it's a victory. Yes. And um, not need it to be more than that. Although, of, co of course, I want it to be. Yeah. Well, to state the obvious connection to the other fix-related, you know, uh, try this at home, is one way to take pleasure in the present is to do something like yes. throw the party. And that was a great way to force myself to enjoy the moment. Right. Because it was a mark of accomplishment, yeah. not just like now we're in the holding period of waiting right. to see how everything right. turns out. It's like, oh, we're like we're we're at this other point. Yes. Um, yeah. It's hard though. This is hard. This is the human condition. Yes. Yes. So now for a listener question. Um, as always, you can reach us uh, by leaving a voicemail question at 774-277-9336, which is also conveniently 77-HAPPY-336, or you can email us or send us a voice memo at podcast at 
And this week's question comes from Debbie. She says, Hi, Gretchen. I love your books and especially enjoy your podcast. Thank you. I have come to realize my treats are all food-related, a latte, a glass of wine. I do see the value in treats. In particular, I love having something to look forward to. Do you have healthy treat suggestions specific to a moderator, underbuyer, questioner? <laughs> I love that description yes, of herself. Yes, yes. I, I know. Like, now we have a real sense of who Debbie is. Yes. Um, so this is something that is uh, in my book, Better Than Before, that's all about the strategies of habit change. This is one of the strategies, which is the strategy of treats. And this is the idea. And Elizabeth, this kind of ties into your current issues, which is that a way to energize ourselves is to give ourselves healthy treats. Mm. And when we give more to ourselves, we can ask more from ourselves. And so it's really good to give ourselves healthy treats because that's how you are able to demand more of yourself. But Debbie's exactly right. You don't want to pick a treat that is meant to make you feel better, but then in the end just makes you feel worse because you're like, oh, here I had another glass of wine and I really wish I hadn't. And so it was a treat, but now eh, I don't feel good about it. Mm -hmm. So you need healthy treats. So um, should we list some, Gretchen? And maybe some of these will spark Debbie's interest. Yeah. Uh, one that's really interesting is ironing. Yes. Some people enjoy ironing. This is a treat that I have heard of over and over again. Go figure. This is a big one for me, crossword puzzles. That's Jamie's treat. Is that a treat for you? Yeah, I love crossword puzzles. Ah, that's Jamie's treat, definitely. One is interesting is like it's not shopping, but it's just visiting a camping store or a craft store or like a very expensive antique store. For many people, they just like being in that. They're just interested in the stuff. They like looking at things. It kind of it kind of stimulates their imagination. Mm. I mean, somebody said it, they like going to very expensive stores because then there's no there's no chance that they're right. going to buy. Oh, a craft that's a store, you could be like, oh, come on, I'm going to break down and buy, like, I would buy, like, a fancy set of markers, like my hundredth set of mm-hmm. fancy markers. But if it's a very expensive store, then you're just enjoying it almost like a museum where right. you can touch the stuff. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Um, there's getting back into bed before work. We've talked about <laughs> yeah. that. Yes. Taking a reading break. This is something that I'll do during my week. I'll just be like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to lie on the sofa and... Yeah, and and with that, I'd say reading a magazine you might normally that you might not normally read like us weekly. Yes, uh, fur therapy. Yeah, a lot of people they like to take some time and just throw the ball for their dog. Take take a dog for a walk in the park. Sit uh, in a comfortable chair and just pet their cat. You know, um, it's very uh, restorative to mm. to be with animals. Um, checking out expensive art books from the library. Yeah, if you like expensive art books, like they can really they're they can be very expensive, but with a library you can really just indulge in as many as you like. And then Gretchen, you say a lot of this is just telling yourself this is a treat. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times there's things where you just it can be sort of an ordinary part of your day or you can be like, "Ooh, a treat." You know, um, but here's the thing, the kind of the sad fact about it is that the more you have something, the less it will feel like a treat and the more it will just feel like an ordinary Mm. part of your day that you enjoy. So if you take it out of your ordinary routine, it will feel more treat-like when you do have it. Like if you have a latte every day, it's like, oh, here's my daily latte. If you have a latte when you're like, oh my gosh, I really need to give myself a treat, then it's going to feel like a treat. Um, And that's true even for something like visiting a camping store. Right. Um, The less you do it, the more treat-like it will feel. And then one thing I'll say, Gretchen, because, um, you know, I like hiking, but if I just hike by myself every day, that doesn't really feel like a treat. But, like, I might, 
email my friend Corrine and say, do you want to meet for a hike? And suddenly if I'm meeting her and I know we're going to talk for an hour and a half, then that hike becomes a treat. Interesting. Because now you've transformed the experience into this like really fun thing. Yes. So that's a great idea of how you can elevate something from the ordinary to to making it a treat. So for me, um, you know, I love reading children's books Mm. and I love to reread as well. And so for me, sometimes when I'm like, I really need a treat, um, I will pick up um, uh, one of my favorite children's books. Like right before I left on book tour, I was rereading all the books of Jenny Lindquist, who wrote these this trilogy that I love about the, these little girls, um, you know, and like their Swedish traditions. And I was like, it was such a treat when I needed a treat. So that was that's a good, healthy treat. So hopefully this will get Debbie's mind going. If these actual treats don't work, hopefully, Debbie, this will help you think of some healthy treats that you can enjoy. I wrote a blog post a while back with a list of healthy treats. I'll post a link to that in the show notes. Um, And I feel like a lot of people on their 19 for 2019 have kind of included some treat-like things. And so I think it's a good Mm. thing to put on your 19 Mm -hmm. for 2019 list um, to balance out things that are maybe more demanding with some things you're like, ooh, this feels like a treat. Coming up, Gretchen gives herself an email-related happiness demerit. But first, this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Gretch, it's time for demerits and gold stars. What is your happiness demerit? Okay, so I am kind of in this constant state of sort of working. You know, I, I yeah. like I love to work, and I I get it. I get up every day at six a.m. and and like I often go to my computer and just I'm constantly always sort of working, and which makes me happy. That's how I like to live. Um, and as a result, I regularly email people on the weekend. And mm. um, we've talked about yes. This. So I, I, with one particular person, I found out that she really resented it. And and for that person, I really did use delay delivery. And I try to use delay delivery, but a lot of times I just forget on the mm. weekends. And um, I really want to do a better job of this because as an upholder, I'm like, this is fine. Like, I'll do my work in my way. You do your work in your way. Like, I'm not expecting you to answer, but I know that it does bother other people and it makes them feel like their weekends are less restorative and it mm-hmm. doesn't seem respectful. And so I want to, by announcing this, Demira, <laughs> I'm hoping that that will help me and maybe I need to put a post-it note on my on my um, mm. cat my my uh, computer on Saturday and Sunday just to remind me because part of it is like I'm just in this sort of fog of like who where are we in time right um, to remind me okay 
before you hit send, just hit the delay delivery. It takes one second, but I just I just am not remembering to do it. Yeah, because I what I will say is I think when people get an email, they feel like if they don't respond, you'll be wondering, did she get yes. it? Is yeah. she going to do something about this? So they feel a need to respond because they don't want you on the other end of yes. the computer wondering if if they're going to be responsible about whatever this email is. Well, and somebody So I do think it makes people feel they need to respond. Well, and then also the obvious point that many people say is like you respond then I respond then you respond then I respond yes. instead of just like it being two emails which it seemed like it was sort of going to be at the beginning it ends up being 15 right. emails. So, yeah, okay. So I am going to use delay delivery. But listen, I am not even going to turn over the reins to you for a gold star because I want to seize this opportunity to give you a gold star. So I am taking over the gold star Mm -hmm. because you had a wedding at your house. You have been wanting to entertain more. And I feel like this is the Olympics. Okay. well, I have to say, I really don't feel I can take a gold star for this. I give a gold star to our Jack to Jack's nanny, Cynthia, whose wedding it was. So. Jack's nanny, Cynthia, um, who we adore, just got married. And she was looking for a place to get married where she could have her dog. Mm. Because a lot of places won't allow you to have a dog. And so I offered our house. Gold star. um, And it worked (laughs) out. But I have to say, I did nothing. Like, I mean, Adam did a lot of cleaning because he's great about that. But, like, Cynthia planned every detail um, and she made it so that I felt absolutely zero stress about this being at our house, which is a miracle because you know how stressed I am about entertaining, but it really felt easy. Um, and then she had the, she didn't have the reception at our house. She had the reception at a restaurant. So mm-hmm. it was just a ceremony. But I have to say it was so wonderful because when it it really just she did a beautiful job. Mm -hmm. And also she was so calm, cool and collected. I Mm. mean, there was no hostess neurosis like no bright. You would have been very impressed. (laughs) It was just Cynthia. Um, And what I realized is it really made the house feel more special. Like, ah. it it felt like it really added weight and history to our house. Mm. Like, now we've had this momentous occasion happen there. Yeah. And it gave it so much more. It's like when you had dad's surprise birthday party at your apartment. Yeah. I think that gave your apartment, like, a gravitas, kind yeah. of. You it's know like, what I it's mean? It's a grown-up apartment. Or, and, and just that it's like, this is memories. This is life. Yeah. And so I really, it was... For me, it was just such a great experience, and I was happy that she was able to have Levi, her dog, in the wedding, and it all went off, and it was very dramatic because it started raining like 10 minutes before the ceremony. I mean, and this is L.A., so it's like, that's the one thing you're supposed to be able to count on, (laughs) so it's going to be sunny. Um, And then it stopped raining. Everyone ran around and dried off the seats, and the sun came out, and it did not rain So uh, during the wedding. So it was a great success. And I am, I can say I, I'm glad that I didn't let my usual whatever entertainment anxiety keep me from offering. Well, it's the same thing, a celebratory party. It's yes. like you can think about it at the beginning and it feels like all the work, but then afterwards you're glad that you were part of something like that. Well, whatever you say, I think it's a huge responsibility to have a wedding at your house <laughs> and I'm extremely impressed and I think that you should get a oh. giant gold star. Well, thank you. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Throw a celebratory party. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. 
Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed. Yes, live and in person. Yes, great hack. Thank you to our engineer, Bob Tabador, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And reviews. We always say rate and review this podcast. Also, rate and review Outer Order Intercom, mm. the book. So many people have done this. Thank you. It really is a giant help. The more the merrier for podcasts mm. and books. Um, people really respect the views of other people. The resources for this week. Uh, if you want to take the free tendencies quiz to find out if you're an upholder, a questioner, a blighter, a rebel, you can go to quiz.gretchenrubin.com and take this free quiz. I think two million people have taken the quiz. And you can have your, it's always fun when like whole teams of people take mm. it or whole family members take it and, and see it. And Elizabeth, we are so excited for our live shows coming up yes. in Detroit, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, and New York City. Um, for all information related to that, you can go to gretchenrubin.com slash events. We are very excited to put our disembodied voices <laughs> live on stage. Yes, can't wait. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us Onward and Upward. So, Elizabeth, here's a fun fact. Um, you can pronounce the word celebratory or celebratory, because I've kind of never been quite clear in my mm. mind. What do you say? Celebratory. That's correct. But, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, but I was kind of going. so is celebratory. celebratory. Both mm. correct. Mm. We're safe either way. Good. <laughs> From the Onward Project.